Hey guys, this is Jesus, and I'm the following Patreon listeners. Daniel Allardyce, Kevin Smith, Night Spider, Paul Parten, Colin Matter, Jay Booth, Go313, Michael Merwin, Call Me Ishmael, Michael Matina, and Hell Seth. Thanks for helping these travelers cross these savage seas. Leaving the safety of the Octopi Nation, the travelers begin their journey across the ocean wastelands towards what may be their final battle. You guys begin moving, swimming through the ocean. Uh, as you look down, you just see there are seaweeds and various types of lice, but as you get closer and closer to that vortex, and it's a bit of a long trip because it's pretty far away, you see that the floor becomes much more barren. You see no more fish floating around you anymore or any form of life. Even the water itself feels feels empty, which is a weird thing to say or feel, but that's what it feels like to you. There's probably, like, no oxygen in the water. Possibly. No oxygen and also, like... I mean, there's a there is a a feel to a lifeless amount of water, like the Dead Sea, you know, like there are there like or um the 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 what is it that red tide that goes through the ocean every couple of which depletes the oxygen, yeah, yeah. So like an absence of life in otherwise clean water would have this distinct. It it would be like walking through a graveyard, like you would inherently know there's something off about what you're doing. And with that. I want everyone to give me a 27 perception roll. Whoa! Alright, well, luckily I just wrote down my stats, and I happen to have perception at specialized. So, so as long as I roll a 21 on a 20-sided die, then I've got your number, yep, sir. That's what effort is for, my friend, if you want to use it. <laughs> effort. It's a little late in the fandable game to start asking us to put in effort. <laughs> I don't have any. I've never had perception. Okay, so yeah, no, I, uh, I do not make, nor can I make, uh, the ye old perception check. Yeah, I can't. It's impossible for you to make this roll. I can bring this down to fifteen. All right, folks, let's see if I can do it. Fifteen exactly. God damn, nice. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo! Okay. So twenty, David. Woo. What? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Wait, what? You rolled. It. What you didn't have to move real? the camera. I believe you, David. We, we don't see anything. We don't see anything anyway. I see. I see it. There it is. Oh! Okay. Why is it? It only 20. says one. I think your filter said <laughs> make it turn to one. Okay. <laughs> David. David filter. Oh God. That's oh, terrible. We should make that. I'm okay. Sure. With a net twenty, this is what I'm going to say. I, I want. I want. I. I want Angela's character to have more of a benefit for the role because it was through actual hard work and character build. <laughs> and I want my character to get whatever else could have happened, and I promise I will not act on whatever information you give me. I- I'm curious, David, could you have hit the, like like what was you, are you specialized in perception and stuff? Could you have hit it? Um or do you have to spend the points to I would have I would have had to spend points to get to twenty seven easily. Okay. So this is what's gonna happen. Uh what would have happened is David and Morale, David, because David, you are immune to surprise, as I recall, right? So David Morale would not would not have been surprised, but since David, you rolled a nat 20, you're able to somehow protect Varric and Cohen as you suddenly see a giant shark-like creature. Ah. But the, it's, but it's basically has two spikes coming out of the front and top and bottom of its mouth, swim quickly towards you, like brush through the water, There's some sort of camouflage across its form. 
So, which means that everyone is, uh, basically, it would have been Morel and David had to roll a 15. Uh, Cohen and Varric would have had to roll a 21. Instead, everyone just has to roll a 15 to dodge out of the way of this massive shark. Oh, boy. Into it. And is there some sort of defense that adds into this, or is it just, like, a dodge yeah, you, thing? It, this would right. be the miter speed defense, whichever one you want to use. Yeah, yeah, I'm specialized in speed defense, okay. Mm-hmm. Elias rolled an at one, so I get <laughs> so. So yes. I'm trained in might defense, and I rolled thirteen, so I think I passed. Okay, you passed. I barely passed because uh, you said fifteen, right? And I'm yep. specialized in speed defense, so that drops it down to eleven. So I rolled Perfect. an eleven. All right. Uh, I got a three, so I definitely got hit. Okay. So okay, I see. We see the one. That is horrifying. Okay, so you see this massive giant shark swim through you. Morel and Varric, you're able to dodge out of the way of this of this massive creature. Ah! Tagos, you're able to barely move around, but you take a scratch on, on basically on your side and take five damage. And as it passes by, uh, Cohen is right in his path, mm-hmm. and you land and basically it bites into you and takes you with it as it swims past. Yeah, Cohen Cohen f- falls prey to uh, oh, to the shark and also to his own instincts of, oh wow, what's that? It's coming right for me. Wow, it's really ah! <laughs> Cohen. Don't panic. Just explain that you're yellow. <laughs> <laughs> and you see this giant creature basically swimming off with Cohen. How much damage does Cohen take? Oh, t- Cohen still just takes five. All right, All right, so I take four because my arm. Mm-hmm. How but... long is this creature? Ladies. Uh... <laughs> I mean, is it is it long? Like, I'm 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 wondering if I could make an attempt to try to catch on, grab its tail or something as it swims off. Yeah, it's it's pretty long. I would say it's about uh like 15 feet long. Then, uh, if I can, yeah. or should we roll initiative? Me, no, first? don't. You know what? Give me a roll to see if you can roll onto it before you roll initiative. So, a difficulty is going to be 15 to try to grab onto it. Flex roll. Okay. Uh, what does a nat 20 give me? Nice. You're able to slam it on top of the fit welt of the whale. So you're able to, you stun it for a turn. Cool. So as it swims by, it dodges and it grabs Cohen and I jump my hand up quickly and I must have hit something in its body that just kind of makes it shock and it slams down on the ground. And it lets go of Cohen. Oh, wow. That's, did someone write that? Did someone write that spot down? No? Okay. Roll <laughs> for initiative. Yay. Nice. Nat 20. That changes things significantly. Uh, mm-hmm. So I rolled a 20. Not again. I rolled a Jesus. seventeen. No, I rolled a seventeen okay. and then plus three because of my initiative okay. bonus. All right. Okay. So, Varric, you got a twenty. Morale? A uh, thirteen. Thirteen. Cohen? Uh, nine. Tagos. I also got a nine. Okay. So twenty first, Varric. Great. Uh, Varric is going to. Uh, I mean, is there water resistance that we need to worry about? Is there anything like that? Great. Okay, so uh, Varric is actually going to uh, stare this thing down. He is going to activate uh, something called Fury. Uh, so that is going to cost me three might points, uh, which I end up taking lowering what my might by one. And yeah, that's all I get to do this round. I have to activate it. Okay. Uh, it's the entity's turn, and since I already said it's stunned, it's stunned and is basically trying to get back to its senses. So leaving it down to morale. Uh, well, morale isn't big on attacking something that is stunned. So, um, you know what? I'm going to take out my, my Cicerone already. 
and I'm going to point it towards the uh, the vortex that we're going towards, and uh, I can give it a direction and state a distance. So I'm going to be like, however far, you know, I'm going to guesstimate, you know, it's half a mile to the, the entity or whatever, and it is going to spit out the, the path that we need to take. It won't tell me, like, why it's giving us that path, but it should give it to me. So it's like a local giving you driving directions, like, oh yeah, you fucking want to keep going until you see a guy who's going to be selling fireworks. Now Tommy, the guy from the sheriff's department, knows he sells those things, but he doesn't fucking care. Anyways, so you want to go straight past him. You want to go straight past... So there's going to be a strip cl uh, club called the Chum Dumpster. You want to go straight <laughs> past that place. Yeah, great $5 wings on Fridays. Anyways. Okay. Alright, so it's Tagos and Cohen. I'm going to say Tagos, Tagos is faster, so Tagos, you're next. Uh, Tagos is, uh, so there is a large aquatic creature chew was chewing on, uh, in which case Tagos is going to, he is going to stealth. He is going to stealth. He is going to quietly swim, uh, around, uh. Give me a 15 stealth roll. Would love to. Oh, wait, nope. Sorry. It mm -hmm. has a perception level of a seven. So this is going to be a... 27 self-roll. Is it 21? Is that 21? What did I say? You said 27. Said 27. Oh, sorry. 21. My apologies. All right. So I rolled an 18, which means I made it because I've got oodles of stealth bonuses. Um, so I quietly, but that's effectively it because I cannot strike this round. So basically, even though it's clear water, you look over and Tagus is gone. Uh, Cohen. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and use a cipher. I'm gonna say that when I got bitten uh, and, and carried away, one of the ciphers that I had on me kind of fell off and got eaten by the shark. And the one I want to use is my ostracized vapor, which basically makes the target smell like prey. Okay. Because the ocean and... is big and full of terrors. <laughs> and you, yeah. you know what? That I... really is the name of this adventure, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Considering the cipher, you don't have to really roll for it. It's not really an attack. Yeah, it just, just kind of happens. Yeah. He now, the, the, that shark now, and, and, and Cohen is like, I'm, hey, I was saving that. And it's just like, there's just like vapor kind of coming out of the thing's mouth and just coating it as it swims around. Okay. Listeners, okay. please, please make us a title card that's Sebastian the Crab saying, Under the Sea is a terrifying hellscape. <laughs> Cohen? Uh, I, they, I mean, Dan, yes. I need you to roll with the punches. <laughs> roll with the punches. Uh, roll a d10. Okay. Sorry, so do you have a d10? Just yes, roll a d10 for me, please. Alright, d10 is a 10, exactly. A zero, rather. A ten or exactly? zero, rather, yeah. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Alright, top of the round, Varric. Yeah, Varric is going to uh, try to Hit it with crush, which is it minus one from my uh, overall attack, but it gives me plus three damage if I hit this thing. All right, it's gonna be fifteen to hit it. I rolled a nine, and you said fifteen. Yes, I nailed it. I got it by one. How much uh, damage do you? No, do? I don't actually. I have to. I'm gonna have to spend a. Um, can I spend stuff after I roll? Or do I have to spend uh, it before? Yeah, sure. Great. I'm gonna be spending one point of my pool of my might pool in order to make sure this hits. Um, so I'm gonna hit it for. 13 points of damage. 13? I have a lot of... I, I built that up. Yeah. <laughs> I You know what? I remember, yeah. I feel that like that, I, that crushes those things in Nuthanera. Yeah, uh, that, it's uh, called Crush. 
Yeah, yeah, that crush gives me plus three damage, and then I get a plus two damage because of my fury bonus, and then I have uh, just a normal plus eight to damage to things. Wow. At my best, I do four. Yeah. Like just, <laughs> just the normal plus eight that I Okay, so that's its turn. Uh, it's going to be very angry, and it is going to... One second. Varric, dodge a 15 for me, please. Will do. As it goes after you. I have uh, specialized uh, speed defense, which is this, this, this. So uh, I got a... So I have to roll nine, I think. Yeah. I, ah, I rolled a six. Okay. Uh, it You take five damage as it basically takes a chunk, tries to take a chunk out of you. Great. And that lower, and I lower my, that by armor, right? Yes. And you also notice as it look, as you, as it bites into you, look at some of the, let the wound you cause and it seems to be healing a little bit. I'll just hit it again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, morale. I'm waiting for my automaton to spit out a route. Okay. It's like my little GPS. <laughs> Calculating. Yeah, so basically, you do hear it calculate. You said it says something at the end of it, right? When it's, no, when it, it's it tells me something when it dies. Uh, so okay. basically, it's going to give me the route. And then after 28 hours, when it dies, it would say like something really cryptic about like, beware, beware, or something okay. like that. Um, so in the meantime, it just tells me how to get there. Okay, yeah. So basically, uh, you, you do see an actual piece of paper, of course, not getting wet underwater, that starts to slowly spit up, but it's not done yet. Okay. Okay. Uh, Tagos. You're fucking, your TomTom doesn't have 4G. What's going on here? <laughs> um, I am going to swim around and stab the shark. 15. I would love to, and this is going to be reduced by a significant amount, because I'm stabbing it. From out of the darkness of the water. So 15 is going to drop it down to a 9. 12. Okay. How much damage do you do? Uh, great question. Been a while. Math time. Um, I do believe. Let's see. I do. I have a sonic blade that does 4 damage. And I am going to spend... I'm going to spend 2 speed points to do an additional 4 points of damage. And I did a surprise attack, so that does an additional four points of damage. So that's 12 points of damage. It had exactly 12 oh. points left. So Can basically, you, you shish kebab this I this how shark. much math is involved when I actually hit something, which is yep. why I never do this math. Yep. And as you're basically ripping this thing apart, this thing dying in front of you, blood pooling everywhere, both red and some sort of nanomachine grayish blood. Uh, Cohen, it's your turn as you turn around as basically all of your coded in this entity's blood because you're rushing through the water. And you turn around and you see what looks like ten various types of predatory fish swimming towards your whale. Oh no, it, it, it thinks we're prey now because we smell like this thing. I think we need to move. And as that's happening, you hear, uh, Morale, you hear her? From your Cicerone. I, I pull out the paper and I like swim over to wherever the whale might hear. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay, we need to go. Uh, As I see a morale trying to swim like to wherever the whale ear is, I'm going to grab her by the foot and then point towards Cohen because I remember that Cohen and it had a special like mind thing going on. And I say, tell Cohen, it will, and he could, he could send, tell Cohen he'll deliver the message. 
Alright, come on, come on, come on. We need to go 15 degrees north plus uh, latitudinally probably another 47 because we need to go up a little bit. Uh, and it needs to be fast. Yep, got it. Uh, and yeah, Cohen is going to uh, effectively transmit that information to, to the whale. Uh, I mean, I can say there's an, applica- an application of implant suggestion or something. No, 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 no. You're able to do it easily because you have you 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 know whale are just just like this. Yeah, power family. of the plot. We're family. Yeah. Yep. And you hear and you do all of you hear as you start to shift and move a little bit faster. You actually have to hold on to the whale a bit tighter as basically water is is hitting you pretty hard. And also you do notice from the path that you seem to be veering away from the vortex, but towards a more to the right of it for some odd reason. Just go with it. Just go with it. Yeah, the robot said this was okay. Basically, you swim for what feels like another 20 minutes. You see the ever-encroaching uh, creatures going after you. And as you're getting closer and closer, and you, you're, you're, you're steering away from the vortex, but you're still getting kind of closer, going at it at an angle at this point, uh, you see a lot of the predatory creatures start to swim back. You see, what's up, on some of them, you do some, some sort of flakes of their skin. And you do hear... But, Cohen, you do hear a pain. Yeah, Cohen kind of like stiffens a little and uh, looks to the, hey, whatever's happening to the things following us, it's following, it's happening to my buddy here. I think this might be as, I think this might be as far as it goes. Yeah, you do hear almost. We'll reach. All right, nah, Sess, he's, he's, he's telling me we're okay for now, but yeah, let's just let's do this quick. And as it gets closer, you do, uh, you do notice what looks like a smallish mountain in this, in this ocean. That seems to be piling up, and but as yours seem to be angling down towards its base, and as you get to the base, you thought it was just seems to be like a rock face, but it seemed like it was, seems like just massive door, uh, huge, maybe like twenty feet tall, maybe thirty feet wide, but covered uh, surrounding is just bare rock, and you see the whale slowly, kind of land, and say, "Here." All right, I think we're all here. Everybody off. Yeah, uh, Varric uh, swims off this thing and heads towards that massive door. Meralda as well, as well, very trepidatiously. Do the rest of you get off? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cohen, go, go no, once you get... No, this is the adventure I want to go. <laughs> as soon as you get off, uh, you do, Cohen, you do hear luck from, yeah. the, from the whale, and then he swims, starts swimming away. Yeah, Cohen just kind of like waves. All right, man, take care. See you on the other side. Say hi to the wife and kids for me. Name my son after you. <laughs> <laughs> Circle. Mass murderer, Jupiter. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, as you're swimming you, away... equalizer. <laughs> Morel, you do hear a... From your Cicerone. Another piece of paper. Oh, uh-oh. I pull out the piece of paper. Xiphus. I just looked at it and go, Xiphus? You do remember that's a name of a certain Latos you met, Latos adjunct you met a long, long time ago. I was really hoping it was going to be like the password to open this door and I would <laughs> no. rain hell down upon us. <laughs> no. All right. I definitely don't remember okay. who or what this is. I have no idea who that is. Who was it? Oh, Cyphus. Come on, guys. You don't remember Cyphus? <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago. Uh, man, it has been three years. Uh, you guys met uh, basically a, a, a This is a of Sam wh- question. That's the only one. <laughs> Do you remember when you went to the Latos facility also long ago? Where you no. met your alternate reality selves? Where you okay. met the bluish creature? Oh, oh, you mean the one with the mirror? And, yes. And we could, yes. I remember that because I'm very self-centered. Wasn't that all. the, um... That was when I, I time-traveled us and fucked up the plot. 
Latos. Hmm? Wait a minute. Wasn't that the robot that was cutting things into the... Yes, into the wall where you taught a tic-tac-toe? Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah, Latos. So as soon as you say Latos... Mm-hmm. I well, think it didn't say Latos, it said Xyphus. Xyphus was the creature entity's name. What so Xyphus was what entity? Mm-hmm. The thing that you taught tic-tac-toe. Okay. So, oh, okay, hold on. So as soon as you said Xyphus, my character would remember that guy, right? Yes. And he would pop up, and I think you said I had an ability to reach out to him? You had a... He gave you a device. Yeah. Uh, a small rectangular uh, cube with... Uh, recta- rectangle with, like, rounded corners. I'm going to reach into my pack and bury deep, because it's been a while, I pull out this cube, and I look it around, and I'm like, are you sure it's, it says that? Uh, yes. Okay, hopefully this doesn't piss him off, and I'm going to activate that device finally. Yep. Yeah, because we wouldn't uh, want to you... piss off any sort of creatures at this point in our adventures. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, you press the device, uh, and basically in the center you see some sort of, as you remember, you obviously remember, uh, some sort of animal shape on it that you press, and basically it begins to glow. And it glows for about a few seconds, a little bit faster and faster and faster. And one second there is, to your right, there is no one. Next second, you do, there's no light, no flash, but suddenly there is a, a humanoid creature about seven feet tall. Uh, its body, it's sort of like a gorilla robotic body, but its head is basically a hovering, uh, a hovering uh, circle, not circle, uh, spear. spear. Thank you, words. A hovering spear, and inside, uh, each of you sees your face. Yeah. Hi. Hello, it, friends. Hi. You have uh, called me, and you're still alive. How, how many, it, has it been a few million years again? I'm being- not feels quite. Like it. it feels like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, Xyphus. Yes. You said to bring you when I've, when I found, when I found something uh, that that would lead you to your masters. Is that correct? Oh uh, yes, yes. Well, am I? And he looks, and it looks around. It's like ah, a facility. A Perfect. facility. Wait, is it something that you recognize? I recognize the design. Yes. Could you get us into it? Oh sure. One moment. And you, he just stands there for a minute, like a full minute. Now, one moment, and then suddenly the door slowly, the massive door slowly opens, and he starts to walk forward. So there's water on the inside of this facility as well. It's all submerged in water. No, as far as you can tell, it's dry inside. So it opens up, and is there any like? As we swim, water forward. doesn't seem to water doesn't seem to enter the facility. Okay, well. that was my question. Like, oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we we swim right in, and then slowly, but then suddenly, I find myself just stepping out of the water, and I stumble a little bit, and then I turn towards the others and wave them through, and just shrug. Numenera. Morale wasn't paying attention to the clear indicator that Varric had, you know, was had stepped through and was dry now. So she's kind of swimming and she's looking around at the stuff and she basically does a somersault out of the water, landing flat on her back as uh, she is now inside and dry. You look up and you see Varric's face looking down at you and he said, you were insulted by the way you were presented in that play. Um, <laughs> just remember that. <laughs> And then I hold out a hand to help her up. I don't. Uh, Moral refuses it. <laughs> Moral can push herself up on her own. She doesn't need to rely on you. I know. According to the play, uh, you, you you fall down, but you get back again. You, you get back up again. Yep. 
Alright, uh, you're in a, a largest room, and around you there seems to be, uh, like the previous latest room, it basically looks like metal with like a rusted metal, gray metal all around you. But it's strange, in this room there seems to be a bunch of metallic trees that seem to be growing out of the very floor, and these strange leaves that are coming out, grayish leaves. You turn around having this conversation, uh, Varric and Moral, and Tagos is standing standing there looking at these surroundings. Not a drop of water on him. His hair is tied back into a small little man bun thing because it's been growing out recently. And his suit is immaculate because that, because fucking Tagos. <laughs> so, and he's looking around and he looks over at you like he's been waiting for you. If we're done with the dry run of the new script for the next play. Oh, Cohen, don't fall. Yeah, Cohen, Cohen is made of minerals, so he doesn't really swim much, so he just walks in. <laughs> he was walking on the bottom of the sea, and he just keeps walking. Under the sea, it's me, it's me. <laughs> and from the leaves, you hear a strange, you hear a sound that at first seems like gibberish, but then you realize it's translating, slowly starts to go to a language you can understand. You are beautiful. You are wonderful. Aww. You are fantastic. Aww. Oh, I love you. You are wonderful. You are beautiful. Over and over again. I look towards our robotic gorilla and raise my eyebrows, hoping for an explanation. Affirmation trees. Oh. Neat. Standard in every facility for the entrance. And and these, your masters, what were they called again? Delatos. Delatos. Wow. Uh, that's fascinating. Uh, do you think there's any of them still around? This place looks a little beat up other than the affirmation trees i do not know and and you, as you look around you see besides the affirmation trees you see a, do- a circular door to your left and right and a- a- ahead of you you do see a- what looks like a- another door but seems to be some sort of force field you see no obvious way to open uh, no panel or obvious way to open it can you get us through that negative okay so it's the door i'm here to activate that the latos i do not have the capabilities of accessing security all right well then let's uh Let's go through the only way we have, uh, we know how. Mm-hmm. And we're going to yep. uh, let him lead the way. Okay. Moral is taking a moment to have a conversation with the tree. Like, she goes up to one of the, the trees that's saying things like, I love you, and she just gives it a hug back. It's like, I love you too, tree. Thank you. You make me feel good, but not as good as you. Aww. <laughs> so, so all these trees are Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Essentially, yes. Uh, no, okay. you're... Uh, <laughs> the Keanu trees. Keanu trees! Guys, guys, screw the game. We just I just want to take care of these trees now. I just want a game where I take care of these trees. You see the agent walk forward towards a force field door. Pause. We must enter this way, but it is locked. Side doors most likely has a key to the entrance. Can we uh, pick the lock? Is there anyone that can one of you? There's no obvious way to open that front, this force field door. Okay, so we go through the side door. There's one to the left and one to the right. Oh, boy. We go to the left. You go to the left. You open it up. Uh, the door opens and you see a massive series of machines that surround this massive 20 foot by 20 foot room. Uh, basically, there seems to be numerous, uh, well, syringes, numerous uh, saws, but also numerous like strange electrical devices. We should go the other way. Nope, nope. Let's go to the go to the right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. And you go to the right. Are the I'm sorry. Is the machinery like? Is it a hallway filled with buzz saws? Is that what I'm hearing? No, no. It looks like a, a quick glance. It looks like <laughs> anyone with any medical knowledge. It looks like it's. It looks like a medical facility. Oh, 
Okay. I was okay. hearing like needles. I was like, are they sticking out of the walls? Yeah, I was thinking of that thing in Galaxy Quest where it's just like a <laughs> random hallway of just death. And you're like, oh, okay, this serves Fucking a purpose jigsaws somewhere. there. Would you like to play a game? <laughs> okay, so if it's not like murder hallway. Then yeah, boo. we'll go in. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we'll walk right in. No murder yep. hallway. This place right. sucks. You walk right in. Uh, you look around. You mm-hmm. see something? Uh, you see the Zophis look around? Rejuvenation room. Is it still active? Let me see. And he looks, he presses some buttons. And you see that the buttons start to, uh, you see the devices start to power up. I really shouldn't have asked that. <laughs> Does rejuvenation only apply to the Latos or to multiple biological specimens? No. Please enter. You need healing? I do need healing. So yeah, I'm willing to, yep. I'm willing to Deeply walk in. Deeply psychological because... sense, yes. Why yeah. not? I have a death yeah. ring. If I die, you'll know. <laughs> oh, about that. Okay, see, too late. Here he goes. Zophis, there he goes. <laughs> yeah, and you see Zophis qu- uh, quickly turns to you, Tagos. And by the way, I'm going to say right now, this roll was rolled randomly mm-hmm. when I built this place. Just so you know, Tagos, this mm-hmm. wasn't intentional. Mm-hmm. But t- device, and if necessary, mm-hmm. looking at you, Tagos, you are an older specimen of your species, correct? No. Why? Would you like to change that? Sure. Take about five years off. But I have something I'm else saying. I need. I need a dress. Wait. No. Can you add yours? I believe so. This is gonna suck. Add two months. Very well. And he presses some buttons. Okay. I get into a chamber or a chair. Yeah, you go into like a, a cylinder mm-hmm. that closes and fills with gas. Okay. <laughs> which you assume is some sort of nano machines. Mm-hmm. And you do feel a, you do feel a prick on your left cheek. Mm-hmm. Your butt cheek. <laughs> you're gonna come out and you're gonna be that Patrick Stewart actor acting <laughs> no I'm gonna come out as uh, the fly with Jeff Goldblum um, yep. later in the film though mm-hmm. um, yeah so uh, so gas fills up I'm assumed it's like a colored gas yes it's a colored gas yeah and the gas eventually subsides the door opens and out comes the same Tagos that you just saw, but with one small, very distinct difference. Dan. Nope. You're okay. full of gems because of a cipher. I am gems. Ah, right. You spit yes. out a cipher and gave that to me. Yes. <laughs> which I then took, and I needed more time to grow. Yes, you did. Now, I don't know if it all happened at once in the gas chamber. I'm hoping it's soundproof, because <laughs> sounds. I'm going to say it's soundproof, except for the your hand slamming against the glass several times. Yes. So it definitely <laughs> looked painful. <laughs> yep. And then I kind of stumble out, and it is Tagos, but his hair, eyelashes, beard all have a sheen of uh, of of diamond to them now. And out of your forehead comes out a crystal. Mm-hmm. And I catch it. Nope. Nope. I'm not dick stepping on that. <laughs> Moral? Nope. I'm, I am okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just uh, maybe another time. Fair enough. And now with, with crystal uh, with like gleaming eyes, he puts the the crystal that came out of his forehead into his satchel. Yep. And Cohen kind of just goes, hey, team in organics. <laughs> and I'm going to raise my armor by one. There you go. Nice. Very smart. I will, Did... uh, I will heal if that's, uh, 
I will ask them to heal and not take any time or add any time. I am perfectly happy. I just need my body mended. You a natural being. You a natural being of filth. Yep, and you see you go into a cylinder and you're healed and there is no pain because you're not being transformed in anything. (laughs) Uh, By the way, do I get any of my, uh, any of the stuff that I lost with the fight of the shark back? Uh, You mean your effort? Um, No, because I got bit. Uh, Yeah, you get healed up fully. Okay, cool. Jesus, for effect at least, so I only took uh, four points from my uh, my intelligence pool. Um, could we say just for effect that it was the affirmation trees that healed me? <laughs> uh, I love it. You deserve this as they hug, as the tree uh, branches. Hug yes, you. the branches came down and gave me a hug. <laughs> yep. Can we? I think David uh, brought up a good name. Can we call him Keanu Leaves? <laughs> And you know Reeves. what? If Keanu Reeves hugged me, it would you know solve like fair. all of my mental problems, like <laughs> wipe away all those those childhood bad memories. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yep. a lot to put on somebody. So <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm giving it to Keanu Reeves and not you, because Keanu mm-hmm. Reeves can handle that sort of pressure. Wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! Jesus, Angela! I don't know. Uh, Is that good? Is that bad? Should we leave? Should I don't know. <laughs> I'm just gonna take the eggplant Jesus, thing back on my face. Do- my heart link's going off because I've just been destroyed. And I can assure you, the person who doesn't get to be told I'm dead is Angela. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That came out. Because our bedroom has been dead for quite some time. Wow. wow. As your attorney, I have to insist that both of you stop. <laughs> oh, my God. So does anybody else get healed, turn into a diamond creature? Uh, resist the siren's call to become younger and more svelte. <laughs> I mean, I assume yeah, Cohen yeah, kind of once he sees the machine works, he's like, oh yeah. What would even hear happen? me out? Hear me out. I'm going to go all the way back. It's going to reverse it all the way back until I was like a cell, and then I'm going to have it go all the way forward when that s- that cell split apart, and I'm going to have two people again, me and Vekins. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think the clone would just be completely mindless, but I would h- be able to hug my brother oh, as it wails. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's horrifying. But wait, what What would happen if Cohen went back in time to back before he was version 2.0? But would he, is it going back in time or is it just healing? It's just de-aging. de-aging. It's not, it doesn't like transform you. Yeah. And Cohen's not that old. He's he's not. He, he, I don't think he'd be up for uh, taking too many risks with going back. Cause uh, if anything more than a few months, and he might seize this. I'm just gonna fuck with you. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna go in, and I'm gonna take ten years off my life. That would make me thirteen. So you guys are traveling with a thirteen-year-old. <laughs> don't worry, I got this. Hiya. <laughs> I mean, that's not terribly different from traveling with Moral. That's a good true. point. I wouldn't do that, man. That there are whales around here, and they've mm-hmm. shown that they don't give a yep. fuck how old you are. They will yep. kill you. <laughs> uh, is is so, everyone done with the room? Yeah, we're done with this room. Oh, we are assume. so done. Yeah. And as you're done. done with the room, it's like, oh, oh, we made it in time. And as you're wondering what's happening, all the machines start to show down, and there's a bunch of sparks. Yeah. We should leave. It's going to blow up. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. We're, we're going to... <laughs> oh, Tagos is on the other side of the of the glass. <laughs> like, on the, like, the perception glass, like, uh, the viewing mm-hmm. glass. Yeah, he's like, we need to go. And the door closes and you hear... Wait, that, that's, that would that be... It? You do not want to open that door. Oh, ah. okay. But now okay, I, I will... guess you told me. We'll, we'll go to the right now. We're going to head yep. to the right. Uh, you open the next the door to the right. 
and you see uh basically strange the entire room is entirely pitch black except for the center where there's this a this circular device in the very center that is the best way to describe it is is glowing with a dark light like basically the light itself contrasts with the pitch blackness so it's glowing but it's dark glow what's that xiphus i believe that is some, some sort of security sphere you must enter the passcode we've dealt with these before do you happen to know the passcode? I do not. Moral, I say as I look towards Moral as you're always the person who knows how to fix this. You luckily like slam something into it and it short circuits and it's fine. Could you could you try maybe do that? Um I turn to Xiphus. What happens if you put in the wrong code? Nothing good, I'm assuming. I've never seen it people go with poor security. <laughs> uh, my masters are are from age innumerable. Uh, they have existed long before thought could be conceived. So, yeah, they don't slouch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Do we have to get around it in order, or is it just blocking our path, or is it the only It's thing most in likely room? in charge of the force field. Is it, like, going to activate as soon as we enter the room, or can I get close to it? Uh, well, it will take aspects of you as you enter the room, yes. Sorry, what? It what was sucks that in light. It takes aspects of you. It sucks in light. This permanently? Sucks. No, it should oh. return it once you put in a security code. Okay. That is actually kind of a brilliant security console. Imagine this. You reach out to unlock a door with a key. But when you do so, another hand reaches and clasps onto your wrist. And if you do not have the appropriate key, you do not leave from that door. That's the security system. It takes a, a loan from you so that if you want this thing back, you would not trifle with it. But you are morale of the Luke Goheda clan and that warning has never sufficed. <laughs> I mean, I was if you need me, I get you some more leaves in order to encourage you, but I think you have this. I mean, this is not the worst thing we've ever faced. We need this thing opened. We don't actually have the code. We need you to try to figure it out. I mean, if you wouldn't mind having some leaves on standby, I mean, they're just nice. Like they're just nice to have. Xiphus? Yes. Is there a maximum amount of light? that these things can endure? Why am I asking you? Uh, morale. What? Take a look at it. Tell me if that's a thing. <laughs> okay. Trying to figure out exactly what would allow me to... Because I do have... Yeah. Okay, but if you, so... in order to study, you're going to have to get close. You're going to have to get into the room. Alright, then. Morale is going to take one nervous step in. As soon as you step in, uh, everyone else sees as her leg goes in, it looks like uh, basically her leg turns into pure and her her boot and whatever color that was on her leg is gone as it turns pure into like the color of pure obsidian and changes to the same exact color as the room. And is she, if you go all the way in? Yep, yep. Morale does not, I, it was a nervous step, but when Morale's going to go all in, she goes all in. Morale seems to disappear. Uh, I was going to say, before you go all the way in, can we wrap a rope around her? Around yeah, her waist? You, no, no problem. Go ahead. And so, as long as the rope doesn't just immediately fall to the ground, mm -hmm. 
we'll just keep on holding on to it as she keeps yep. going forward. Yep. And Morel, as you enter in, the light seems gone. The spear is still there, but you look back at the door where your friends are. They seem to be, uh, I think the proper term is just black and gray monochrome. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And then I'm going to keep going. If I look at myself, am I the same monochrome? Do I have color? Or you do don't I see, see yourself at all. Oh, okay. I see nothing, just the mm-hmm. just the uh, orb ahead of me. Then I'm going mm-hmm. to, to walk up to it. Mm-hmm. What are you trying to do? I was gonna get closer, and I want to. I wanted, you know, take a. You know, I have a thing. I have my eye for detail. Um, I can spend five minutes or so thoroughly exploring an area no larger than a typical room, and I can ask the GM one question about the area. So essentially, I want to do that hyper focused on the sphere, and uh, then ask you a question. And all it costs, it's it's just an intellect point spend. All right, so you're going to spend that five minutes, and uh, I'm going to say... I'm very Beryl. nervous about what happens to me during that five minutes, but I think this is the best course <laughs> of action. Yeah. Uh, Varric, uh, as you basically... One thing you notice as you're waiting for morale is you try to tug at the rope just a little bit. It is solid. It's like you're trying to pull a stone. It's not moving. Like, no color. Any part that touches the inside room does not leave, period. That's not good. And as for you, Morel, nothing, as far as you can tell, seems to be happening to you. You just seem stuck. Uh, basically, you're just there, and then, but then you do notice as you try to step back, you don't. The, you, if you try to get close to that spear, you do not backtrack. Period. This is a metaphor for morale. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Always forward. I. It's okay. It's okay. Just so long as I don't need to go backwards to get the code. Okay. What's your question? Five minutes have passed. My question is... My question is, what's the code, Jesus? (laughs) How are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) The sphere is uncomfortable. (laughs) The sphere is contacting a child. The question is... Is there a way past the security other than inputting exactly the code? Basically, can I hack it? There are two options. You can try to figure out the right type of light to give it, to distract it, or you can overload it with light. Interesting. I I want to figure out what kind of light to give it. Give me a... Hmm. Give me an 18 tinkering roll. So 15, 12, 9. So we're going to down to a 6. And that is a 5. Alright, you just make it. <sighs> it take the, the thing about this device is that it takes many, many types of light. Light, but it's not necessarily just physical light. The, as far as you can tell, the Latos had weird concepts about uh, basically light and the mind and maybe they're psychic or something like that. When they also mean light, they also mean creativity, thought. Think about some. Think about being creative. Think about something be, that the, the spear itself would be interested in. Something to distract it. Something to perhaps think over. Like an impossible puzzle. Oh boy. I... I present the cube with a quandary. You walk up with two two doors, and nice. there's a guard in front of each door. 
<laughs> one of them always tells the truth and one of them always lies. We've seen Labyrinth, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> but you... did she figure it out correctly in Labyrinth? You don't know. <laughs> the cube says, you remind me of the babe. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you say that and there is a pause. And then you, you smell smoke. Uh-oh. <laughs> and the rest of you notice as suddenly color sp- that just spills into that room. Uh, for a brief second, morale, you're blinded. Ah! Blinded by the, the light. light. Racked up like a deuce. But, and around that spear, you see uh, what whispers. And you swear you see two images of two, uh, image, an image of, of a door and two entities uh, in front of it. Like a holographic. I'm going to say those two entities look like uh, Waldorf and what was the other guy? Statler. And Statler just basically arguing with each other the entire time. Morale, you send out that, uh, you give it that puzzle, uh, that you hear, all of you hear the force field start to shut down. And as you start walking towards that force field door, you see before you a long corridor. A long corridor full of what looks like writhing, ethereal tentacles of a familiar color. And you see Xyphus, he's like, that is not part of the facility. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Fandible. If you liked it, then head on over to Fandible.com. We've done a lot of games, and I'm sure there's something there you'll like. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Discord. If you find a few dollars burning a hole in your pocket, then you can go to Patreon forward slash Fandible and become a member. You get early releases and access to special Discord chats, and we get to keep the lights on. Finally, please give us a rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. It's super helpful, and we really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.